to Stock Talk Podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. Corey, it's hard to believe we're in the month of May already. I'm surprised I haven't seen the meme go around of the Justin Timberlake song, It's Gonna Be May. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh I don't I don't know. I, I really do look forward to the uh I love just seeing the May the Fourth be with you memes. Uh those are always good year over year. Mostly because I'm a Star Wars nerd. Um I'm a I'm a closet Star Wars nerd. It's so I do get a kick out of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, it's already May and we're, uh, we haven't seen anything about it, but Cinco de Mayo is coming up. Um, thankfully, yeah. Mexican restaurants are still open, and for those of age, can carry out a margarita. That's right. So that's exciting stuff. But Did what... I tell you about my margarita story? Oh, gosh. So uh, local um, local Mexican restaurant here, we ordered takeout, oh, probably it was a couple weeks ago, and uh found out that they did marks to go and we're like, okay, that'd be kind of cool, you know? Um, and ordered some and they gave us a whole bottle of tequila. Oh yeah. You don't so say. shout outs to the Pendleton Mexican restaurant. <laughs> that was, that was pretty clutch. Yeah. Um, anyways, so margaritas to go Mexican to go. Ain't nothing wrong with a good large order of queso. Yes. Uh, your COVID-19 blues. Now I'm getting hungry. Oh man, me too. Um, so I just want to say this out loud. We generated some clickbait, I think, with this title. Yes. Yep. They're telling all folks. There's a lot to be said in this episode. Well, Brad's back. Drake's new, but yes. Anyway, um, how about, how about the fact that, um, speaking of, of Drake, he does tell a story about, um, a guilt that was shown at the expo a few years ago. There's a place that if you want to go back and rewatch shows from a year ago, you can still do that. Oh, you Maybe. certainly could. Oh yeah. That's Walton webcasting. Walton webcasting. Walton go and visit, subscribe, click, watch, learn. Anyways, on the road with Greg, great guy off the road with Greg currently. Yes. Um, but stay in the house. we enjoy that very much. So, uh, thankful for our friends at Walton. Um, they are hosting mounds of virtual shows currently. Um, that do have some pretty cool things. Obviously, we're not we're not satisfied with that. We are very much looking forward to live shows coming. Yes, uh, again, but it's not something for now we love to do. It's something we have to do. But yeah, it's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good band aid. It's a good right. band aid. But uh, like all band aids. It will come off eventually. Yes, yeah. Those shows are pretty cool, though. I will say, um, they're yeah, they're neat. They're awesome alternative, and they're fun. So another really fun thing is to see what's happening on Show Cattle Connection these days. Um, th- the most incredible part is the people bar- are behind it. Incredible uh, team of experienced leaders uh, within the industry who can help you either sell your cattle or buy them. Uh, they'll get you on the right page. It's an easy-to-use website that allows customers to navigate that sale platform quickly and efficiently. If you're in the market to sell your cattle, do it with Show Cattle Connection. And, of course, if you're ready to buy them, 
That's the place to go. Showcattleconnection.com. Lots of great breeders. Yeah, lots of great breeders on that platform. Um, Trev, I was just thinking too, um, something that nobody's really talked about. Uh, You know how you said like, where's the, it's going to be May memes. Um, Another thing nobody's really talked about recently is how incredible have some of these virtual concerts been? Oh, yeah. Like, I think we're, we might be missing something here because the fact that you can sit in your own living room and watch some of your favorite artists playing. That's cool. Song, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like we could, we could be doing something like that. Here at Stock Talk. We could. I don't know. Well, we've got a lot of things going on right now with the we showman. Do. I just I don't want to add yeah, I don't want to add more to our plate. We do. We've got the showman, um, which as of today, those entries um are open. Yeah, and they close right. today. You gotta get your today. videos uploaded today. Yeah. So it's gonna be May and you gotta get your entries for the showman in today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rhyming. Um yeah, so virtualstockshow.com. Yep, virtualstockshow.com. If if you are listening to this and it is uh 10 p.m. Eastern time, I'm sorry but <laughs> you're out of luck. Yeah, too late. Uh, too late. Too late. If but, you're listening to this at 10 a.m., we may be in good shape. Right. And if you've already entered, uh we're very thankful and excited that you could be a part of this monumental opportunity to give back. Uh, and have a chance to win some cash prizes. Um, those those showmen that uh, have taken advantage of this, we are very proud of. And belt buckles, we, banners. Belt buckles, banners. You, uh, yeah. And we are very excited um, because we're pretty much doing like a pre-showmanship contest for like, when all these kids nationwide get a chance to come back at it again. That's so, right. This is a, you know, this will sharpen your skills for when you get back in the ring. Right. This will be good. I'm excited. So judging um, happens Friday and yeah. we're going to announce who gets into the top 10 in each division next couple of days. So mm-hmm. pretty pumped about that too. Very pumped. Um, let's also not forget to mention Trevor that uh, there are, more ways than one to find the videos. So if you're listening and you have not submitted your entries yet and you got to go get your video done and you're wondering what in the heck this is all about, just go check out the Stock Talk Facebook page. Go check out our website, stocktalk-podcast.com, and you, you should have access to the videos and the courses. And yes. You've got to follow the course in order to be a part of the contest. That is correct. Stay the course, follow the course. Be the course. Love it. Pretty simple. So if I'm, Trevor can do it and we came <laughs> up with it, like it's going to be, yeah, it should be achievable. Yes. I'm curious to know what everybody's thinking of our new segments. Um, well, let's get some feedback. What do you think of our segments? And I think it's time to get into one. Still looking for a jingle. Still haven't got one yet. But hats off. Brought to you by Fierce Threads. Of course, the only hats and apparel we use comes from Fierce Threads. Get your screen printing and embroidery done by Fierce Threads. And also, uh, suicide is not a very easy topic to talk about. And they have brought the awareness out with the Big Paul Lifestyle Company. 
Um, there was a man who said, be nice. Don't take no talent to be nice, Mr. Will Winter. And they've made a t-shirt at the Big Paul Lifestyle Company in the shape of a semicolon, which means you pause your sentence, you don't end it. Wintex is no Shakespeare, but those words were powerful. That's right. So, so <laughs> anyway. Fierce Threads and the Big Paul Lifestyle Company, a lot of incredible stuff over there. Go to their websites, fierce-threads.com, Big Paul Lifestyle Company. You can find them all on, on that website uh, with some incredible stuff. So, Corey, this week, who does your hat go off to? Yeah, so um, I'm going to kind of segue off of my last week's hats off segment. So this week, my hat goes off to you, you overachieving show dads that like to flex your yards for these virtual shows. <laughs> I mean, there has been some pristine fertilizer application, striping, and just perfect, perfectly cut yards. Uh, I, I think the kids are competing for for some banners um, in the hog ring, and you dads are competing for bragging rights on who's got the best yard in these videos. Uh, I think I saw a tweet that made me laugh and really think about bringing this out on the, on the podcast uh, by Jake Gossett. He tweeted that um, something about these dads flexing their yards. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed that. And so my hat does go off to you dads that are taking pristine care of your lawns in this unprecedented time. Now that you have more time to do it, I guess. Hey, uh, Let's not hey. be sexist here. Who knows that uh, a show mom's out there? That's, that's her. Right. That's her game. Hey, listen, my mom probably one of the top five underrated mowers of all time. Um, she is uh, really good at getting the stripes laid just right. Oh yeah, multiple ways: diagonal, horizontal, yep. vertical. You name it. All about it. Yep. Good deal. Yeah. So this week, my hat goes off to those seniors in this weird, weird time. If you're a senior in high school, didn't get to walk across the stage, but you're getting a lot more shout-outs, rather it be on the news. I've seen there's a donate or a uh, sponsor a senior on some yep. of the uh, Facebook posts. That's a really cool deal. But my hat goes off to you. My heart goes out to you guys because I know where I was at when I was a senior in high school. Didn't really know. A white flat bill. Yeah. Shades. A little bit different than what I look like now. But... <laughs> I was pumped about graduating and doing all that. So you guys are learning a huge life lesson here. Um, when life throws you a curveball, you adjust to it and knock it out of the park. So my hat goes off to you, seniors. Um, stay with it. This is not the end. It's only a, just a new beginning. Just looks different from maybe classes before. Stay the course. If you have not yet been able to be in the ring, stick it out. Stick it out because we are going to get back in the ring sooner than later. So my hat goes off to you, seniors. I'm pumped to see what kind of people that are out there that may be, be the next generation of greatness in our show livestock industry. That's right. That's right. These seniors have been pretty creative. Um, I've talked about this before on the show. I'm, I, uh, I'm not too ashamed to say that I have a TikTok I don't post anything. I just watch. I just watch TikToks. <laughs> but some of these seniors have been just absolutely creative with yeah. some of their the ways that they're celebrating. Uh, I saw I saw a senior uh, on TikTok have like a um, an in home quarantine graduation yes. uh, ceremony. Yep. where the dad was like the dean 
and passing oh. out the graduation, um, you know, the ceremonial stuff. It's kind of neat. Um, I saw, saw one where they kind of did, there's like a little cultish, uh, you know, passing over the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the graduating senior to the next phase yeah. of our life. Anyway. But, well, hey, if you are a senior, uh, we would love nothing more than for you to apply for the Build Your Legacy Scholarship on StockTalk-Podcast.com, $1,000, and you can be on a future episode here at Stock Talk Podcast. So uh, go to StockTalk-Podcast.com and see what all you need to do. 16 to 21 is the age range, so we would love nothing more than a senior uh, to apply for. Yeah. Trev, you know the, the cool thing about this scholarship that – I think we may have not necessarily failed to mention, but um, is this thousand dollars doesn't necessarily have to go to your education, your right. future education. Yep. This thousand dollars essentially is to help whoever it is that wins this build their legacy. And if that means that thousand dollars is going to go, you know, towards a purchase of a new lawnmower so you could flex on your dad and show him <laughs> that you're better than him at mowing lawns. Um, and, and that's what you want to do. That's great, but you know, or or if it's making that next purchase for a show pig sow or a ewe, or maybe you're buying some embryos on cows, stuff like that. We all we want to do is be able to give back and help the kids in our show stock community, um, and and that's really the purpose of this whole thing. So if you or someone you know knows anybody like that that fits that category and can use a thousand bucks. Uh, send them over to the website, like Trevor said. That's right. All the information will be there. That's right. Boy, oh boy. Like I said here in just a couple minutes, I wish we could play the Slim Shady song. Guess who's mm. back? Back again. Brad Hook and his son Drake are back on the Stock Talk podcast platform, and we are pumped to give it to you. I'm not sure if we need to introduce Brad because he does that pretty well himself. But Corey, how about we let Drake get a custom intro from the one and only Corey Edge? Well, we're talking about a young man here that started his show pig addiction because he didn't want to be anything like his father. Turns (laughs) out he is like his father, but that's okay. We're also talking about a young man that has sold some high dollar pigs at a young age, and it makes me jealous, but also hopeful that maybe one day I can be as cool as Drake Hook. And thirdly, let's also not forget about the fact that Drake has some of the most incredible online sale write-ups that you've ever seen in your life. For sure. And if you steal ideas from him, we'll know exactly where it came from. In other words, I'm introducing to you a man that does not have a head as big as his dad, but definitely has a drive to compete just like his old man. Here we go. We know Brad's on, but let's introduce the hooks, Brad and Drake. Corey, I feel like we should be playing a Slim Shady song because guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> so well, job. I don't have uh, I don't have a fancy intro like I did last time. Um, but Brad, I, I do have to ask, how is your, your pony sugar, um, resting well in her grave? I assume at this point, your, your one-eyed pony. Well, after your podcast, we had a couple different outfits want to exhume her, her remains and it's kind of for, 
or historical value or hysterical value either way <laughs> <laughs> cloning rights actually i can't even remember i think she's buried over on the mckee place i can't even remember where we buried her i, I can tell you where we buried our dogs but uh yeah how, how did we get you started it hey <laughs> now how did we get here we don't um, have just uh just one hook we've got uh the other hook drake what's up man not much how are you doing good uh we're glad to have you both on it's gonna be the the hook duo this time and we're excited to to dig into more information i gotta know uh brad they call you captain hook at least some people do drake mm-hmm. wh- what uh what are we what's your nickname around the place i get uh i get fish hook uh beta hook um <laughs> you know it seems like a lot of the boars that we had sold there recently somehow worked our last name into it so i think actually right now we've got get hooked and and hook them um, hooked on a feeling so i mean anything you can fit the, the four letters into with hook yeah we're, we're probably <laughs> gonna call it's creative right yeah, it's not a and, and some four letters that don't have hook. In it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly oh, right, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, uh, Jay Bradley, how's it been since the last episode? Give us an update. I know you've been on the road a bunch uh, here recently, picturing a lot of livestock, but uh, I can't even remember the last. The la- when was the last episode launched? But it's been a while, so let's update some of the listeners. That uh, yeah, I think that was I think it was last June, maybe or yeah, July. coming on a year almost. Right? Yeah, it was like right after Expo. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and and I tell you what, uh, guys, I I hope I can get through this without breaking up. But it it just it, it was almost it reminded me of the Today Show days and and all the all the love that just immediately spewed out, you know, on Snapchat and, uh, you know, phone calls and whatever, whatever. And, and and to be honest with you, it just, it made me feel stupid. It just, it made me feel stupid that it took a podcast and you two morons to make me realize just how freaking cool I really am. Okay. <laughs> huh? How about oh, that? Huh? You Dre, that can you fit there? in the room with your dad? <laughs> huh? Yeah, sorry. That was totally uncalled for. You thought I was really being nice, didn't you? Well, I, th- I thought it was going to uh, get to a point where we might get some praise, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll be serious. Yes, it was. It really was the first part. I'm not going to choke up, but uh, uh, I have I have repeated over still to the date people snapping me listening to it for the fifth, sixth, seventh times going down the road, you know, and, and I have uh, tw- right at 2,500 more Snapchat followers than what uh, I had back then. It's, and, and at some point, Snapchat's going to have to give you a page. Like you won't be able to have a personal snap anymore. I can't follow anybody anymore, and that's how I know how many I got for wow. sure. Because they cut you off at five thousand, and so whenever I, they cut me off, I started keeping track in my notes on my iPhone, and um, so I know I'm I'm right at sixty five hundred right now, I believe, uh, or getting close to seven thousand. I'd have to look, but uh, I had another instant here in the last week or two that bumped it up several several hundred too, but yep. that's, a, that's a different topic for a different day. But, uh, um, yeah, just, uh, it, uh, 
it was a really good thing, guys. It, it, it really wasn't. And, and I have listened to it several times. Uh, in fact, I, when we go to bed at night, we got Bluetooth speakers in there and I make my wife play it before we go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. I'm sorry, I just can't stay serious. And I screenshotted the stock talk logo with my name on it and blew it up. And it's, it's on the ceiling in our bedroom now. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I, I am so cool. Uh, and I just can't get enough of myself <laughs> since you guys elevated me to this celebrity status. Okay, Goodness. so Drake, now, I, I, well, here's what I want to know. Since this happened, um, have you had to widen the doors to make it, make sure he could yeah. fit through them, or what? What did you see on your end after uh, after he he was on the show? I, I think you kind of alluded to that earlier when you asked if there was enough oxygen left in the room. Uh, <laughs> ego does take up a little more room. So we, uh, on, on top of installing your logo on the ceiling, we also added some like those air masks you see that drop out of airplanes <laughs> when elevation starts dropping. We got some of those. So those are nice for an emergency, but oh. no, I mean, I, I, I got a lot of people that were like, man, I, your dad's hilarious. And, and guys that, you know, didn't already know him or were forced to be exposed to him. <laughs> they were, uh, you know, he, he's awesome. You get to be around that every day. And I said, yeah, I said, now tell me the good part about that. <laughs> I said, you, you just learned this for the first time, but I've had to live with it. <laughs> I said, every day is a podcast episode here. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. You've turned out as good as you have to this point. Exactly. Um, That's but, exactly right. But uh, yeah. no, we were, we were pumped to have you on too, Drake, just because uh, for multiple reasons, obviously we could probably do a whole episode with just you and it may get more views than your dad's, but well, speaking uh, of views, I was just on here looking 16,485 plays. Not too bad. Hey, and I do, while you're mentioning that, I do want to seriously apologize for not being able to be with you there at Christmas time. But when I get, Oh yeah. When I get in the combat zone, I cannot come out and that, and I was in deep on 240 Angus cattle then and it's, I'm wore out when I get to the hotel room and I'm back up early processing. And, and I just really didn't want to get a, give you a subpar product after that uh, initial launch. So, so I just waited till now to do that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We'll get your own. Yeah. Fair no, just came back from Oklahoma. Uh, pictured, how many did you picture? You told me. Uh, we done right at, we, we pictured right at 120, 30, 40 for Chris Black. Now he's my largest customer. I believe I mentioned him last time. I got to go back here mid May and video 300. And that's for that cream of the crop sale that he's had for over 20 years. And, and are you uh, seeing an increase of business just because of this, uh, not being able to have live sales and all that kind of stuff, or is there pretty, pretty normal this time of year or. I don't, I don't know that I've seen an increase more. So I haven't seen a decrease. Right. And I think that probably speaks volumes. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's rough to have a live auction. Now, uh, a client of mine just did this weekend here in Iowa and, and they handled it very good. The police did show up. Um, they kept everybody spaced apart and be honest with you, there wasn't that many people actually showed up and a lot of them sat in their vehicles and bid off their phones and whatever. But, uh, uh, somebody had reported somebody that had nothing to do with anything to do with the entire sale that seen it advertised complained because they couldn't have their kid's birthday party that weekend, but this guy could have their sale. <laughs> and so that's how they finally tracked down. Well, the, actually the officer told them where the complaint come from. And, wow. And that's good old social media at its best, you know, right. right. 
obviously at its worst. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, the point of the point of that is they they did get it pulled off. Now we did have a horse sale that was a wreck down here in Southern Iowa. Uh, Six hundred people showed up, and and all the media and had to have nurses. Uh, there to screen everybody and it, it got a lot of bad PR. So I figured after that, there wouldn't be any sign of having anything like that. Right. Huh. But anyway, it's, it's uh it's just a weird, weird world we're in now, boys. That's, it is. that's all there is to it. Hopefully it's, it's uh, starting to lighten up a little bit, but yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm not, I hope it's not premature either, you know, but uh, right. Um, Drake, we're going to switch to you here for a little bit because I want to talk about um, DHS and how um, some of the some of the, your recent online sales success went, uh, that sort of thing. Um, tell us a little bit for those that don't know Drake Hook Show Pigs uh, because of the large head that your father has. Uh, you're you know sometimes get eclipsed, I think, by Mister Jay Bradley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so so Drake, tell us a little bit about uh the sow herd and uh how you convinced your dad uh to let you rock and roll with it. Well, yeah. Um so I guess we'll start off with kind of the current size and scope. We run about oh and if you ask me on any given day, I'll tell you it depends on the day, but there's generally around 50 head of sows there. Um, I would say primarily consisting of Berkshires and Duroc and, and we'll dabble in a, a few other breeds like Yorks and crossbreds and such, but they'll make up a large majority of the herd for the most part. Um, and then I guess to kind of reiterate back to the start, see, I, I kind of got grandfathered in, I suppose. Uh, my older sister there was was kind of the cattle showman for a while. And, and luckily so that took the stress off me. Uh, I remember going over to the show barn with dad every day and about the time one of his promotion bulls took a look at me and thought I looked like a nine year old waiting to be roadkill. I kind of decided I probably wasn't cut out for show cattle back that was, then. That was fired up by the way, for all you old people out there. listening. <laughs> he was easy to fire up. But go ahead. And, uh, so anyway, I guess uh, my older sister Sage there kind of broke the ice. I, I don't really know what led about to it. I was I was younger at the time, but at some point I know uh, we ended up with hogs um, here around the farm. So whenever she would be off, um, you know, out with dad working on breaking steers or, or whatnot, I would be back in the hog barn messing out at that time, basically chasing them in a circle and thought I was, you know, getting them show ready. But um <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of what escalated it. I, I guess I just really liked, um, the show pig deal at that point. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I never did show cattle. Uh, we, Oh, 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 I take that back. Oh. I, I did. I showed a bucket calf. He showed a $7,000 purebred sin city shorthorn heifer as a bucket calf. <laughs> in the purple sale. He forgets that, but, uh, right. That wasn't, it wasn't a competition by the way. Okay, uh, uh, especially on my end, man, I've been noticing some very, very good livestock. Um, actually, uh, one of the photos on uh, your dad's Snapchat, I just sent him a nice little message that said, no Photoshop <laughs> needed because it looked that good. So, uh, but no, I, I really oh, dropped a dirty word. You right just now, had Trevor. to go there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just <laughs> we'll just, we'll just touch and leave. But uh so no, you're mostly Berkshire. Uh, what uh, where is most of your uh, genetics coming from there, as far as your sow base? 
to kind of backtrack there to be to the beginning, um, you know, after after showing and uh, I guess to start that off, I played basketball, I believe, my freshman year and and just so LeBron James wouldn't have to worry about what was coming next. I decided to stop after that. Not that it wasn't fun. Just, I was worried about, you know, his future in the league, but um, uh, I, I came to dad. I was actually, I remember the time sitting in the study hall, scrolling through uh, Travis Platt's Brad guilt sale. And uh, I saw a Burke sale on there. And I really don't even think I had personally shown a Burke up until then, but I remember sending it to dad, um, and, uh, I said, I think, you know, if we're going to try to raise, cause I, we tossed around the idea, you know, we'll keep back a couple, uh, show guilts or something, breed them. Well, anyway, you know, that, that probably didn't pan out, but we bought a couple breads, uh, you know, long story short, we bought the Burke from Platt, a, a crossbred and, and for the longest, you know, four or five years that, that main Burke style from Platt was what really had us going. I believe in her first litter there, she would have had the fifth overall Burke yield at World Pork Expo. So we were kind of spoiled right off the bat. Oh, 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 wait a minute. The fifth overall Burt Gill that I got a picture of coming in the ring at the World Pork Expo, which turned into the DHSP logo. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask what pig that mm-hmm. was. So that mm-hmm. clear. Thank you. I and uh, your buddy who, who judged that uh, that year, uh, Bennington, Kent Bennington. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's actually in that picture, but I just, I made that logo for Drake and it was, she was driving perfect in and, and she went on to be the fifth overall. And that was really his, or, or as I call it, our, as a team showing, that was like kind of our, our first really big national level break. And yeah, um, so that's what, that's why every time I see that logo and that's why that logo's on anything, I, you know, my hats and my, my t-shirts and, and it's, it's, that's father pride right there. Heck you yeah. Know, and, that's cool. Yeah. And you yeah, wrote, uh, you got into some construction work we saw, uh, recently as a laborer for, for... well, that's every, every summer. Oh. <laughs> I, as, I, as I said earlier, I try and take off from June 1st to August 10th and there's Drake knows that's his time and the family time. And, and that's my time to start redoing, uh, redoing what he needs the worst. And, and to be honest with you, the kids started from absolutely nothing. And, uh, I mean, we had a one or two farrowing crates in the show pig barn amongst the show pigs and not, uh, not your standard everyday no, show pig barn too. And it, uh, it, it, uh, you know, it has evolved and actually that all happened. That barn that you see on Drake snaps. Now, my grandpa, when he was 82 years old, helped me build that actually for hogs. Wow. And the front third of it was for clipping. I had a clipping fitting service, cattle clipping and fitting service. The middle part was for sows, farrowing and nursery. And the back end was, um, was for feeding and we got it built. The hog market absolutely tanked. I mean, to four cents a sow, I shut everything down. The North end never even got finished for 20 years. Uh, the farrowing house became a breaking facility and, uh, uh, the nursery was just junk storage. I mean, it was just a waste. Uh, it just bugged me mentally for years and years and years that my grandpa and I went to all this trouble to build this building and pour all this awesome concrete pits and everything, and it wasn't getting used. And so if you remember when I built and what's seen in Drake's, uh, a lot of his ads, that that really cool walkway that's built out of bridge plank. Yep. Uh, those bridge plank came out 
of that of his now farrowing house. And those are the ones that I use to cover up my farrowing house, which tanked to four cents. Those are the thing, the same exact ridge planks I used to cover it up and convert to cattle. Huh. But 20 years later, I we tore out and, and built his walkway to his showroom. With. So I love yeah. the history, man. There's nostalgia. But between the logo and that kind of stuff, like I love love hearing that because people, I mean, they don't, if they don't know it, they, they don't understand it. But no, no, you know, no, they don't. And to be honest with you, uh, and I say that a lot, I know, but uh, it's those kind of things that you remember, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's it, because whenever them sows were tanking on me, that was pretty much the 80s farm crisis. And, and we're pretty dang close to that now. And uh, it just, it's those kind of lessons that just absolutely stick with you. Uh, they always said best lessons are hard learned. And, and that's, that is very accurate. But uh, anyway, I'll shut up now and get back to Greg. <laughs> Corey, we got a new sponsor for Stock Talk podcast. Coming from Columbus, Indiana. <laughs> Lambert and Sons Agricultural Fencing. Do a lot of different things. Not only do they keep your livestock contained with woven wire, barbed wire, high tinsel, and wood fencing, but they also sell the materials for the do-it-yourselfer. They clear out fence rows. They do everything possible to keep things looking good and keep your livestock where they need to be. Folks, contact Lambert & Sons Agricultural Fencing at 812-350-7041 for your emergency repair or even just replacement of your agricultural fencing needs. Lambert and Sons Agricultural Fencing. No, uh, Drake, we were talking about the the Berkshire. Right, Berkshires. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that main kind of initial bread guilt purchase from Platt that, that stemmed off there, um, you know, kept kind of reaping riches from her for quite a while. Um, I believe the second letter there, we were lucky enough to have the the uh, champion um, Burke Boar there at Expo the following year that would have went to Prairie State. Uh, they would have named him Hookham at the time. Um, and then uh, basically in a roundabout way, just kind of utilize the, the up and coming boars at the time and, and build around those daughters. And, um, you know, even though we're probably three, four generations removed now from that main sow, that's, that's still kind of where it all originated. And, um, you know, we've had a, a lot of help. I, I was probably what some would call a fanboy or an enthusiast of, um, you know, the Nick mocks and the, the, the guys at the top of the game. I remember, you know, kind of, I couldn't have been, you know, probably 10 or 11. Uh, we went up to Des Moines and um, went to pork expo that, that uh, summer there. And I remember, you know, walking by everybody and telling dad like, Hey, that's, that's so-and-so. And basically freaking out. It'd be the same if, you know, you were courtside an NBA game or, or whatnot. And I remember, you know, seeing Nick Mock and said, Hey, that's, that's Nick Mock. That's the Berkshire God. You know, this is at the time when, when they're, they're winning every major for fun. And, and yeah. uh, lo and behold, dad's big mouth who happens to know Nick unbeknownst to me from years prior calls him over. And, and uh, you know, we, we started talking there and uh, I, that was, that was a really cool thing for me. And at that time, I believe Nick and uh, Neil there recommended breeding to non-typical. This would have been his first crop. Um, and from that conversation, we kind of stemmed out there and, and bred, bred the main sow there to non-typical, which would have in turn produced the third overall Burke Barrett Expo the following year. So um, all in a roundabout way, we kind of we kind of stemmed off that deal um, right now. You know, we're we're still trying to use 
um, the, the, the best genetics we can get our hands on really, um, for boars and, and have found a lot of success with, you know, the, the likes of the Wintex and, and the mock and the Kevin mock and all that. So, uh, let yeah. me, let me, let me, let me, let me butt in here one more time. Let's go back to the Nick mock deal. The reason why <laughs> it was so funny to me, so funny that Drake was thinking this guy was God was because, and he, I'm not arrogantly saying this, but Nick was a boy showing cattle when Heat Seeker was big. And whenever I was big in the show cattle deal. And so he kind of looked up to me and he told me this, like my son now was looking up to him, which when, when you're a father and you see this come around like that, it's really cool. And I, I can remember, I can remember Nick showing and Geyer's crew and Chad day, Chad, Chad day. No, I'm not sure how many of your age guys remembers that Chad day could fit a hind leg on a steer. Like un, unbelievable. It used to be, you know, and I think I'm, I don't know really, I mentioned that in the last podcast or not, but there just used to be crowds surrounding Dave Geyer and, and Chad day and, and, uh, Paul Wareye and and some of them other guys at the Hoosier Beef Congress when they'd set in on one. And it was, it was boys like Nick Mock and them that was showing them. And, and uh, it's fun for me also to see someone like Nick go ahead and progress like that. And it makes me feel old, obviously. But, <laughs> so when was but, the birth of, uh, of Drake Cook show pigs? I'd have to do kind of some fact checking on the year. I know it was a, it was about around my freshman year of high school, which had been about 2014 or 15. Okay. Um, I think we're going into our sixth year uh, or, you know, working on completing year number six now. So um, that was that, but you know, I, I think I can tell you the precise second that it was born. And, and it goes back to, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not complaining and I'm not doing anything whatsoever. But Drake was good at basketball. I don't know that he was just, you know, friggin' awesome, awesome, but he was good. He was good enough to start, and he was good enough to play, and he probably would have played quite a bit of varsity his sophomore year. We're not a big, big school, so that's, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But Drake's Drake's the type of kid that he don't say much and he don't show much, but he remembers everything. And he was dribbling the ball. We was at a, at a game, and he was dribbling the ball down court, and he got across the half-court line, and I really didn't see what happened, and I still to the day don't know why this coach did that, but he lit Drake up. He was yelling at him and screaming at him, and I thought right then, I thought, uh-oh, I know somebody's done with basketball right now, <laughs> and I was exactly right, and, and, and he said something to me that night, and he followed through with it, and that's that's when the birth of Drake Cook show pigs actually started. And then it was that next summer uh, after buying that plat red gilt that he, you know, he had the the champion Burke Boar at the World Pork Expo. And if that's, not, if that's not what I mentioned earlier, where God slams one door and opens another, and if you're smart right. enough to look to the left or right, I don't know what an example of that is, you know. And it kind of go- goes to be said, I know I've said this on this podcast before, but a good athlete, is just good people uh, that the mentality that you bring to the table, rather it be on the hardwood or on a football field, whatever uh, is work ethic is this and that and the other thing. So I was kind of the same way. I remember missing football games on, and I, although I'm knee high to the grasshopper, I love playing football and I still missed a lot of games because of the livestock deal. And at some point mm-hmm. I think a kid has to decide you know, although I'm sure Drake was that, a f- that could be an entire podcast amongst oh. 
high school oh, yeah. parents and, yep. and kids right there no and, coaches and everything else. And that was, you know, that you, you get coaches that fully understand, you get coaches that fully don't understand. And, and, and our coaches understood that, that wasn't, that wasn't it at all. Right. It's just, it's just that, that my son's personality, he, he don't take that kind of uh, yeah. stuff and it, and actually motivates, you know, motivates him. And, and I would know, say not, the same thing for his dad. Yeah, not only yeah. that necessarily, but uh, I had a pretty good self awareness of my uh, ethnic background and stature at the time, so <laughs> I figured I should probably lean more towards a career that would welcome me. Um, where I could <laughs> totally fair, halfway find success. I feel but you there, also, man. You gotta, you gotta be either halfway nuts or somewhat got it figured out. Uh, I mean, at your age to be, I mean, you're not that much younger than me and Trevor, really, realistically, but uh you know, you've got light years, I think of, of real world experience ahead of some of those that maybe didn't, maybe took a different path. That's exactly right. And, and one of the cool things that I think about your, your program is the fact that you've got, you know, obviously depending on the day, roughly 50 sows to work with. Um, That's nuts. Thinking that, you know, five years ago, really that summer, five years ago, you kind of dove into it. Um, so hats off to you, Trevor. Maybe that's our hats off. Yeah. Sponsored by Fierce Threads. Yeah. We, we got to pre-record that, but. Yeah, um, it's fine. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for calling me out, dude. <laughs> so speaking um, of a whole separate podcast, um, we saw some information on your Snapchat, Brad, that yes. we'd love to dig into a little bit more. Bradcast is happening, and we want to know how, what, and why. Uh, this is all happening. So let's dive into what the broadcast is going to be. And uh, I also want to talk about, you alluded to the fact that it's a family venture. So what role does Drake have into it? And we can kind of circle back around. Sure. Well, actually it's, it's the broadcast is kind of a, kind of the, 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 the lower case name of it. It's the, the entity of it's actually called genuine JBH. And, and part of the reason I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, tell you straight up part of the reason I'd done your podcast to begin with is because I wanted to get a feel for it. And, uh, I had obviously done TV before and, and, uh, and I just, I just wanted to, to know whether it was kind of something I would be interested in or wasn't interested in. And, and to be honest with you, your, um, the response I got from your podcast, uh, kind of kind of uh cemented that in my, in my mind and and I still wasn't I still wasn't sold on the idea. I had ha- I have had this idea not necessarily a podcast but uh clear back to, if you go back to my old old YouTube channel and I done the best of the barns or whatever I called that with Gretzky and Hamiltons and all them guys uh, um I I felt in in my heart of hearts and my soul of soul that there was something out there I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But it just—I never could get a grasp on what it is, and and um, I judged the West Virginia block and bridle show out there, and I just—I haven't judged much in five years, and it's not because I didn't want to or wasn't asked to. It's because inevitably, every time I judge, I would piss off a customer and <laughs> and risk a five thousand dollar paycheck for five hundred dollars for that day, you know. And and I did—I don't need headaches. I don't need people complaining to me that I missed their care for this, that, or the other. So I just judging's not something I need for my ego. Obviously, it's big enough. But these boys hit me—I uh, don't know whether they hit me in a weak moment or rather the, the just the 
their personalities. And I agreed to it. So I flew out there and it was an awesome, awesome show. I mean, my top five steers was better than any top five I've maybe seen at any jackpot show ever. Mm. And, uh, it was five or six different States. And in any way, and the heifer show was really good too. And I had just come out of the Iowa beef expo the week before heifer show probably wasn't quite as good as the Iowa beef expo steer show. I thought the top five was, was quite a bit better. And I'm not, I'm not downgrading Shanks' steer because I thought he was real or any other steers. I thought they were good, but I'm just telling you those five steers are, especially those, those top couple I used were phenomenal. And, and in my final drive, I'm getting to it here. In my final drive speech, I, I used the word genuine. And for, for some reason that, that word was placed in my heart. And, and I used the examples of how genuine people, when you're genuine your entire life, how it's funny, how, those kind of people always succeed. And I use the examples of, all right, let's talk about country music. Who's a couple of the most genuine big time performers that you could, you could talk about Garth Brooks one. I mean, when he does a, a TV segment, he, he cries half the time if he talks about his family yep. and it's not a show. And Dolly Parton, where Sage and Cody went to college down there in Pigeon Forge, and I, she had had a podcast out and I listened to every, every bit of it genuine to the core genuine. And so in my final drive reasons, I used the, the word genuine. And then I related it to our industry, uh, you know, the genuine people that are actually at the top of the game right now. And, and I know I mentioned them in previous podcasts, but, but, but the, the Kirk Sturwalds and the Tracy Gretzkes and the Wade Rogers and the Bob Mays, the, the people that are, that are still trading the steers after 30, 40, 50 years. Right. And they don't do that because they were disgenuine. They do it because it was genuine. And, and that's how the genuine JBH come about. I was looking for a name and, and uh, I don't know how I thought of it. I don't know why or how, but, uh, and it's going to be, it's not going to be anything like yours or any other uh, podcast out. It's probably going to be more like a seasonal deal where I can produce seven or eight segments and get them up. And then when I can get to it, I'll produce another seven or eight. And, and uh, because people, what these guys do or what you take advantage of these guys doing and just to get to expecting and assuming come Wednesday morning, I think Wednesday's your release date, isn't it? Right. Yep. Uh, you know, they have no idea how much time and effort you put into this. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, but no, I do. And, and I yeah. do. And I don't want, uh, I don't want, uh, obviously I, I have, uh, built in standards in my own head. And that's all I have to live up to is, is my own standards. And they're extremely high. My goal, my, my one simple pure goal for doing it is to help people appreciate just how good they have life. Mm -hmm. Rick Fry died, just lost a friend, a bull partner, a bounty hunter bull partner last weekend when a Gomer bull got him down and killed him. Gomer Bull got him down and killed him at 53 years old, 54, 53 years old, I think. And there's been numerous others, all this coronavirus deaths, you know. And I, I you know, I just thought when, you know, I, I, had, I was stupid. I'm dumb. I'm still stupid and I'm still dumb, but I'm willing to learn. And when you're dumb and you have to really, really try to learn something, it sticks. And I have learned so much in the past 55 years that if I, if I fell over dead tomorrow, that would be a huge crime because I feel that all these simple remedies that very, that, that somebody starting up that is stuck in my head, that means 
nothing to me right now, but would mean everything to somebody trying to figure out issues in this industry. Uh, I, I need to share it. And that's going to be part of it. I'm also going to share different, just I'm so ADD that the subjects are going to bounce from everything to history of the deal to interviewing my mom and my dad and talking about that generation to who knows, whatever my Snapchat followers get an idea for, that's who I'm doing it for. And uh, does that answer that question? Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, so, <laughs> and and the, the, the fun part about it too is that it is, it is different. Uh, did you say, I mean, I think I tried to pay attention to your Snapchat as much as I could, but uh, is there going to be some like video element and that sort of thing with it? Well, I probably need to talk to you boys after that. Yes, I do want to incorporate the video element on it. Um, that's what I what I'm going to do is I'm going to record while I'm on the road. When I get set down, I will bring in special guests, kind of like you guys do. I'll bring them in probably to my home, and that's when we'll video. I don't think people need to see me sitting in a chair in a hotel room talking. <laughs> I think I can put a graphic, you know, up and and uh, uh, go that route and just. Here's, here's why the YouTube, okay? Drake tells me that a lot of the Facebook crowd, which you know what I think about Facebook, I do not Facebook, that I'm missing a lot of the Facebook crowd. And, and a lot of the Facebook crowd is actually who needs to be hearing what I'm saying. And so he's going to run, uh, he's, he, we're going to use his Facebook and that'll help draw traffic, hopefully to his sales and to his, his propaganda. And, and it'll get mine out to the Facebook crowd then too. So. But it will be available right. on on your iPhone podcast symbol and and on everything else. Very cool. Yeah, it's kind of it's amazing. Uh, we talked before we got on air and kind of the beginning of this deal, how it's evolved, and uh, you know we had to redo the beginning of your first episode about six times because our yeah. our software just couldn't handle it, and we've upgraded yeah. since. And you know now I think Corey and I counted at uh, dinner last night. There's uh, there's five or six different podcasts out there that people can access now. And um, it's kind of evolved from, from day one that we started our deal. And uh, there's some brilliant minds doing it. So I think uh, yours is going to be a great tool for people to learn from. Drake, smart move, taking advantage of your, your father's popularity. Yes, exactly. Oh, I thought I, thought I was taking advantage of my <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of my father's popularity too. Oh, well, yeah, Marvin, no, right? no, but I, I was really, I was really more so, uh, you know, getting addressing some extra Drake, traffic yeah. for Drake. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's in production now. It's not, I mean, it's not up. There's nothing up to look at. There's nothing. It's strictly, I finally got home last night and uh, we're going to start in on, on some, some deals and and it's going to be strictly try and be more of an entertain you know purely fun type deal than right uh, there'll be questions answered but uh um it, it's going to be completely different I, what's I uh what's the expected release date you think you got i don't know. i you really don't know. don't know um it, it it'll be at least a month i'm guessing because i've still got a lot of video in the do so gotcha. um we're trying to keep people updated on snap as, as, as we're doing stuff. I've been inter- introducing the, the staff kind of leaking that out. And, and uh, I got a girl that graduated from uh, university of Nebraska and ag communications going to handle all the technical end of it. And I got a girl, really good girl on the graphic side of it. I see you guys picked up a graphic girl too. Didn't I see that somewhere? Uh, advertising that Jace Tarbell. Uh, or, he- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jace, Sorry, Jace. Didn't mean to call you a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's, well, Tr- he's definitely sister though too. That she is yep, a girl. Yeah, um, my uh, my sister does a lot of our uh, stuff, and 
And I, I mean, think it was Jace. Jace follows me on Snapchat. Yeah. We're in the group together, and I seen I, that caught me. Yeah, yeah, he. I mean, obviously has his own deal. We're just lo- yeah. using him as uh, yes, a, yeah. a very, and that's all I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Jace is is scary talented. Folks, another pause. Yes, I know. However, I've got to tell you about Tarbell Marketing and Design. Jace Tarbell is the industry leader, in my opinion. I don't know if that's factual, but I'm just going to say it. In creating, developing incredible designs and logos to help you increase your brand, brand awareness, marketing, you name it. Now, here's the cool thing. Jace is offering 15% off first-time customers to Tarbell Marketing and Design if you just mentioned the fact that you heard Stock Talk talking about them. It's pretty simple. And let me tell you, it'll be worth, even if you had to pay full price, uh-huh. it'd be worth working with Mr. Tarbell. At Tarbell Marketing and Design, go check them out on Facebook. Look at their website. Look at their Instagram. They're on all the socials. Check it out. Let's get back to the show. Drake, um, I got to ask, what, uh, what's your feeling on all this? And will you be releasing any content yourself? Um, you know, uh, I'll probably have to call up to the front office to get a meeting with the honcho there to see <laughs> if I can put a segment or two in. But uh, as of now, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of just along for the ride. Um, I'm, I'm included in the group chats there with the, the kind of graphic designers and, and the other people that, that obviously have a lot more to do with it than, than all need to right now. But, um, you know, I guess we haven't really brushed over that too, too hard right now, um, in these stages of getting it off the ground. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think you kind of mentioned that earlier, the plan right now for me is just kind of you know, use, use my social media platforms or maybe, you know, the different age or clientele that I would appeal to for that, that may or may not be interested in and kind of push, push it from that perspective. But I'm going to tell you right now, I run everything by him because an old man sees things different than a 21 year old. And right. he's very sharp. And, uh, and plus all the Facebook social media, but uh, um, I'm hoping to get an office or a parking space. If I do, my job <laughs> I'll give you a parking. Space. <laughs> I'll give you a parking space when you move your freaking trailer out of my driveway. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, although I will say I do like your 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 T-shirt idea designs stuff that you post on your Snapchat. A little risky though, put, posting like the full body picture. You know, like you cannot get fat now. Like you got to keep working out. <laughs> well, I've got that covered actually, because my diabetes ain't getting any better, and I'm on a shot now, and I'm dropping weight like crazy. There you and go. It, it says it will. Ozempic, and I've, I'm down 12 pounds. It's great. I don't want to eat and. Uh, so I got that covered. I just, I don't need to lose the muscle, but that's one thing I did want to tell, tell you that I didn't, we are starting an, a full blown t-shirt online store with, uh, uh, with some funny, 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 funny stuff. I mean, funny stuff. And this girl, this, uh, this Alyssa that does the, the, the um, graphics is just nails things right on. And, and all I, I'll just, I'll just tell you one that is done now. And I'm not going to tell you any of the edgier ones. The Rosie's Diner T-shirt is done. 
That design is. Oh, done. let's go. Oh, let's go, baby. As Kyle McCracken says, let's go. <laughs> it's done. It is Rosie's character holding a pie. And it says Rosie's Diner, established 1955, is what Love it says. It. That's gonna be that, that's gonna be one. And then of course the logos, t-shirts, and I've got some funny, 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 funny stuff. And I think there's room for that. I really do. So if you're a t-shirt vendor, you might want to haul, give me a holler. Uh, there, we're go. gonna have a we're gonna go ahead and do an online store, but uh um but you know, I I and that's inspired, I'm not gonna lie, that's inspired by Dale Brisby. You that's know? cool. Well, yeah, you guys follow, you follow Dale Brisby. Yeah. I mean, that guy has I I know uh good friends with Dale Brisby and I'm not good friends, but I know a good friend of his and, and uh, it's phenomenal what that guy has done. It's just it's ridiculous. Phenomenal. It's ridiculous. I'd like to know how much money he actually is made. And that's not the reason I'm doing it, but, the, but his example shows you what is out there to be had uh, for an industry, you know, and, yeah. huh, no doubt. Yeah. Well, we're, well, talking over Drake. let's, uh, well, let's, let's discuss examples for, for the industry, because this is something that you and I snapped about a little bit, something that you're getting a lot of, a lot of questions on your own personal Snapchat. So let's let the world hear about it uh, on our platform. And Drake, we want you to weigh in on this, too, because your perspective actually will probably be um, a lot different as far as a response, probably, than than what uh, what your dad's going to give here. But um this question that you get is, you know, how does a talented young person who's trying to establish themselves kind of get their name out there? Um, a really good question, I think, and something that um, probably not a lot of people actually truly think about from just like a logistics standpoint. So, uh, Brad, you take it first because you get that question. Um, well, yeah, I, and that's part of the podcast we were just talking about. I I, I asked my snap followers i call it cease and desist i said what what subjects are do you need help with do you do you want to stop or i asked just simply what subjects are out there that you would like to talk about and time after time after time after time again the 20 early 20 somethings that have been there doing it but just can't get their any traction to to catapult them up ask me what do i need to do different what do i need to do different you know and how do i get to to the wade rogers tracy gretzka uh, side of things, you know, and, um, it just, um, it just takes time guys. That's, that's all there is to it. It, uh, it's something that don't happen overnight, but it goes back to, to me judging that show in, in using, uh, the word genuine. You have to, when you're starting, you have to, everything, every, everything you do has to be genuine. And if you, if you have to bite the bullet every now and then, and you know, you were wrong to keep customers happy, you have to do it. And I did that for 20 years with the pasture purple sales. I did it for that many or more years with selling semen. Uh, Hey, that semen wasn't any good. My cows didn't settle. Well, did you thaw it under your armpit or did you thought in a, in a, you know, a professionally made deal or did, was she, are you sure she was standing? You don't ask those questions. You say, Oh, dang it. Let me, I'll tell you what, let me either send you another rack or give it to you at the expo next year or whatever. Just remind me. And boy, that shuts them up. Chances are they don't ever get any more. Uh-huh. And, and, and whenever Drake was starting to sell pigs and I used, I used Tracy Gretzky as an example. And I know, I know everybody cringes probably when I keep repeatedly mentioning, but we were 
we grew up together. And I have never seen an individual stand there in his own lot with a high dollar buyer wanting to buy a calf for a lot of money and hear someone run that calf into the dirt, telling this guy everything that's exactly wrong with him, why he shouldn't buy him. And then the guy buys him every time. It's just, it's just the pure honesty of, Hey, I'm not, I'm not wanting your $15,000. I'm wanting you to know what you're getting for your $15,000. I'm wanting you to see that calf breaks a little bit in that shoulder. I'm wanting you to see his tail heads jacked up just a little bit. I want you to see, he kind of gets just a little bit straight on that left hawk when he goes. And if you think you still got to have him, that's awesome. I'll help you do the best with him you can. And that's all people want to hear. That's all they want to hear. It's a simple recipe. Now Drake can tell you how you start from grounds from, from, from the, the bottom and, and from nothing and, and work, work your way up. Right. So, I mean, obviously I'm not one to say that I'm already established or, or whatnot. And, and that's why I think I offer a little different perspective here as someone who's, you know, obviously still trying to get established in, in the trenches. Yeah. Right. Trenches. Um, so kind of, I, kind of three different points I guess I'll tie into here um kind of leading back I mean point number one is it has to be what you want to do I mean it's not you know on a list of things you want to do it's not oh maybe I want to do that that that'd be cool a cool thing to try and do it's that's what I want I have to go get it if I don't get it what else would I do you have to put yourself at that level. You have to live it is what you're saying right yeah right you yeah it's it's an eat sleep breathe thing and and kind of dating, you know, back prior, prior history here. And, and even, you know, when I, when I made the jump to, to the first start of, of, you know, the seedlings of DHSP in the early years of high school or whatnot, it, uh, it quickly became something where I knew it was something I wanted to continue and, and grow and and thrive off of there and, and had to do whatever. So it, it becomes one of those things where you find yourself, um, looking back and like, well, I might've missed, you know, that ball game. I might've missed, you know, I had to tell my buddies I couldn't hang out, but, but I would have, you know, I would have kicked myself if I would have missed that sow and heat and not got her brag, which would have led to this and that and the other. And, and, you know, even, even <laughs> dating back, I, I probably owe an apology to a, a young lady. I, I took to prom there my senior year. Um, it was prom day. I believe we were at a jackpot show. Uh, we won the guilt ring. I had a couple barrels left to show and I pushed it right to the very edge um, on leaving. I believe I showed up. Actually, I, I missed pictures entirely. I showed Good up and everybody was leaving for uh, for the before prom dinner there. Um, hopped in. We went eight, uh, did the walkthrough. And I believe right after that, we bowed out and headed to a jackpot. So I, uh, <laughs> I probably owe her an apology if, if, if she's listening. But uh, it, it just kind of ties back to the point. It's you know, you, you have to want it that bad. And then kind of the second point, um, you know, which I, I probably try to explain more to people now than I did when I started. Um, you have to take yourself serious, but don't take yourself too seriously. Um, you know, kind of thinking back to the guys that maybe more inspired me. I know people and some people enjoy it. And, and there's a time where like dad said, your genuine emotions can show through and people will be able to notice what you're trying to get out there. But um, in my raw, you know, kind of untapped opinion, I ne- don't necessarily want to read through um, somebody's write up that sounds like they're ready to present it at an inauguration speech. I don't want you to have to take yourself that seriously where, 
you know, you, you don't feel like you can have fun at that expense. Um, just, just kind of a couple examples. I remember scrolling through um, online sales every time Nathan Day, every time Jarrett Davis, uh, a couple other guys would have a sale. I would be dying to go click on that sale and read the write-ups. Um, they would have something funny there. And I try to incorporate that a little bit, um, maybe steal a page out of their playbook. You, you have to keep people interested. I mean, there's only so much, you know, straightforward, you know, no nonsense type attitude um, that you can push onto someone before they become disinterested. Um, and you, you'll see that. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I assume you two have probably seen some of the sale write-ups. I, I like having fun with sale write-ups. Um, people always come at me with uh, the way I, I order the lots in the sale. Um, I'll never put them in order by knots or in order by litter. I'll, I'll alternate just to drive people nuts. And I'll normally <laughs> put that at the bottom of the sale or I'll, you know, make a, make a funny statement here or there, just keep them interested. And, you know, a lot of that um, kind of leads to the people that I guess you have supporting you or backing you. And, and luckily or unluckily, I guess I have uh, a lot of buddies that kind of keep me grounded. Like, uh, you know, if you'll say something too serious, they're the type that'll be like, Oh, you know, get a load of this guy. When's he running for office or <laughs> Or something like that, but uh, that, that's kind of the second point. You just you got to be able to have fun with it too. And and third, you know, I guess it's more kind of a a, a self motto or or something. I've kind of figured out would apply to me. Um, it, it pays. You know, you, you have to be temporarily satisfied, but not permanently content with your situation. Um, there'll be times uh, when I'll look back and you know, rarely look back It sometimes I catch myself moving, you know, a little too far forward. It don't quite get to reflect or enjoy. And, and that can get a little hard, but, um, you'll look back and be like, Oh, you know, that, that was sweet. You know, we had a, uh, a division winner at X, X show. That was a big show. That was awesome. You know, but if you choose to live in that moment and set that as your ceiling, you're not going to grow higher above that. Um, it, it's great to be permanently satisfied or sorry, uh, temporarily satisfied with that success, but, but, uh, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you got to set the, the sky as the limit there and, and keep kind of driving for that. And, and, you know, those are just kind of three points, I guess, that I, I have kind of tied to being a younger guy. And, and, you know, I like to think I have a foot in the door and, and obviously trying to put another one in there and, and, you know, set a residency. <clears throat> but uh, those are just kind of my perspectives on that. Can I add one thing or do you have something? Yeah, go, go ahead. I want to add one very important thing for, for everybody that's asked me this question to listen to right now. And that's the fact that the established guys that are my age are looking for that kind of grit. They're looking for that kind of mentality. They're looking for that kind of work ethic. And not a, whether it's goats, whether it's cattle, whether it's sheep, pigs, you know, um, I, I continually in the cattle industry – you know, I get kids asking me things like, well, how do I get respect? But then also I I've heard that that kid really don't want to do nothing but bone hind legs, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have to, and, and that's no kid in particular. I'm just saying that is uh, the older established generation watching to see if you're willing to do anything for your, for your, your craft. And, and I, I'm being the father I am, I, I'd probably pay more attention to, how other people treat my son than, than what I should. But I have noticed that I have noticed the upper elite breeders that are there now in the world paying attention to Drake because they like what he's doing, you know? And, and with that being said, they're doing him favors. Now, whether it's 
making sure he gets a bread guilt that, that, or doesn't get a bread guilt that he wanted, you know, one way or the other, or whether it's, uh, Hey, I sent you an extra dose of semen or, Hey, here's a boar that nobody knows about. I want you to try him on this side. Yep. You know, right. I notice all that stuff. And, and, and so the base, the part of it is you've got, you've got to earn your, your respect amongst. amongst Absolutely. People. Well, yeah, Corey, we just heard last week, um, Jordan Leatherman, he, our, we titled it, do your homework. And mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, you've got to grind it out and see as successful as he's been. Uh, and, and I would not call, uh, him. He is far from done. Uh, and to hear Drake kind of go through his three big points there, that fires me up um, because well, actually, actually Jordan was one of our mentors, kind of. We well, yeah, well, we we kind of yeah. he uh, he did talk off air. Uh, he apologized, so maybe Drake will have to uh, send him some hate mail or something. But <laughs> he he did say we were talking about some of like his favorite champions and stuff, and he uh, he did fail to mention one that you showed uh, until after we were done recording. <laughs> and, Dang uh, it. Yeah. So well, it all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when you have a mentor that has that kind of mentality, it parlays. <laughs> and j- just like the Nick Mock thing we were talking about at Expo, yes. I mean, yep. it, it's a quickly revolving door that it's it's out there. If we talk about the positive things in this industry. That's probably one of the biggest best things that uh, this livestock industry has to offer. Yes. It, is just the the people just help other people. So, and here's the sweet thing about it: it's not corporate. It's not a corporate world where right. you have to beg. Yeah and plead and and kiss up to somebody to get a promotion it's all on your shoulders it's all yep. in your drive it's all in your mentality it's all whether you want to eat sleep and drink it or you want to go do something you know partially and do this partially and kind of get smoked basically and and it's and it's it's okay to you know if you want to do it part-time and that's your deal that's okay yes like whatever but, you know, I think to this point, and, and obviously, you know, we're in the trenches too here. Um, but one of the things that I take away from this and something that I've learned to, to know along the way is you think about the most successful folks in this business, no matter what part of the industry they're in, they're, they're different. They set themselves apart. And it's not necessarily what you have to do. Um, I think the core values of just working hard and putting yes. your nose to the grindstone and being passion, passionate about it, like that sets the foundation, but you got to be different than everybody else. You got to find a niche yes. that makes you stand out, build your brand. I mean, like nobody, to be honest to this point, and, and this isn't me bragging or anything, but you think about what this podcast has done in, in this period that it has. And I think it's because Trevor had a different idea to bring mm-hmm. different content to the industry. And here we are and uh, over a year later, still talking to people and continuing to grow this thing. And it, it's because of the mentality to yes. be different. Yep. Let, let me correct something I said. I did not, when I said, when you're doing it partially, you're going to get smoked. I meant partially mentally. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Mentally. When yep. you're not, when you're not act, actually loving and living for the project you're working on. Uh, there's obviously some of the best sheep people are bankers <laughs> or right, yeah. you know, bank during the day or whatever, you know, and, and I didn't mean it in that way, shape or form. No. Well, you got to also realize too, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put in. And, and that's, you know, a lesson that people hear all the time. Um, and some people are talented enough to do it part-time and absolutely kill it. Like you said, yeah. uh, they may be surfing showpig.com yeah. on the computer at, at their quote unquote real job, but Hey, gets the job done. 
Folks, I got to pause real fast in the in the action. Okay, the OG of Stock Talk, Mr. Bill Haynes, reached out to us about doing an ad read for an awesome show that he and one of his good friends are going to be putting on in Ships Shippensburg. I got that right, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. Now, this is the Souter Stock Clinic and Jackpot Show. Okay, June sixth and seventh. On the sixth. The Souter Stock Clinic with Sarah Loving from Brister Club Lambs will be happening. Limited space available. Okay. Learn everything you need to know from fitting to feeding to show day prep. You name it. They will cover it. Okay. June 7th, the Double Dash for Cash Sheep and Goat Jackpot Show will be happening. Two rings, two shows. Sarah Loving will be judging one ring. And a previous guest here at Stock Talk, Mr. Eric Shellhouse, will be judging the other ring. Now. Obviously, being a jackpot show, there are payouts. 300 for grand, 200 for reserve in both rings. Think about this too. Eight buckles. I know uh, all you kids out there love love getting belt buckles. There'll be an opportunity for that. So stay up to date on social media. That's where you'll find all the information that are coming coming out and updates for this show uh, that is happening. So go to the Souter Stock Clinic and Jackpot Facebook page. And we would love uh, to be able to help you guys find any extra information if you need to reach out. Okay. Now the other thing that we got to mention is the location uh, and how to register for this. So the location is at the, again, Shippensburg, Pennsylvania fairgrounds. It's one Oh one three one possum hollow road in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Secondly, but not thirdly. Okay. Secondly, Trevor, these ad reads are fun. Um, You can register for this show through the Showman app. So go download the Showman app and you could register for this jackpot show, the Souter jackpot show in Pennsylvania. We're excited to have the OG reach out to us. Glad to do this read for you, man. Take care. Let's get back to the action. Uh, Now this parlays into our new segment. Uh, We're going to call the breakdown. Uh, this is brought to you by Brad Hal Ford, and of course, they're in Kokomo, Indiana, bringing you award-winning customer service. Go check out their very nice lineup of trucks, SUVs, and of course, all of the vehicles they have to offer at Brad Hal Ford. So the breakdown. This is what we want you both to break down. Whether you're picturing livestock, whether you're selling, selling show pigs, you interact with a lot of people and relationships that turn into customers. Let's break down putting the customer first. Let me, <laughs> this is how my brain works. Let me back up to Brad Howe Ford. Okay. We're on family vacation in Brand in Branson. And there's this older couple sitting next to us. And I, I said, where are you guys from? And they said, Kokomo, Indiana. I said, oh, I know, I know a lot of, I know a few families up there. Ellers had been there that won the Indiana state fair with one of my steers. And, uh, and, uh, it was some of Brad Howe's relation because oh, really? they mentioned something about show pigs. Yes. Isn't his, doesn't he have a son, Zach or Baxter, or Baxter, Baxter. Baxter. Yeah. yeah, Baxter. Yeah. And it, that was really, I, I knew it from your podcast. I mean, not that I spent any money with him, but I sure would, you know, at the time, but it, it's just how, it's just how weird things travel yeah. in, in our social media age. Baxter, low hanging fruit equals Brad hook. <laughs> 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 
okay. What, what? Tell me the question. It was how. Anyway, so, we're, we're, so we're going to break down putting the customer first, um, no matter what you do. And you, you guys, we kind of talked have, about it a little bit, but yeah, we did. Yeah, we I, did talk about it a little bit, but you know, from from start to finish, uh, what matters the most is it the almighty dollar or is it the relationships you build? I know the answer, but I want you to tell it too. Well, uh, you know, obviously, the right answer is the relationships you build, and and for several different reasons. And I just listened to, uh, I don't know whether you call shoot side a competitor or whether you call, no, we, we love Ferris. We love uh, Ferris. I just, I just driving back from Elk city, listened to Bob May's, um, podcast with, with Ferris and Bob was, a he was my hero and growing up and, and, uh, he talked about how important it was to, to take care of your customers. And he said the roughest part of his sales was whenever his kids started showing and he had to tell every Wisconsin family that, Hey, my kids are going to start showing and you're, you're more than welcome to still buy off of me, but we're going to try and beat you. Yeah. Okay. Let's don't, let's don't beat around the book. We're going to try and win. Now we'll help you try and win. And he's, and I, I so admired that from him and, and you fast forward to his other story, which I don't mean to rob his story, but it, it was a very good one to, to a family that he was the day family out of Texas that he was, that he was friends with. And, and, uh, and how I think it's Ricky that he was friends with. It's the older generation. And, mm-hmm. and his son, Rusty was the one that Bobby would have been selling kids to and how it was Rusty's son, which I don't write or I believe maybe, or yep. that actually won Fort Worth this year with a Herford steer that Brock may was helping fit. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible story. If you haven't listened to it and I don't mean to steal it, I just mean to reiterate it that there is no better example of why you need to take care of your customers. Bob sold for, I think he said 40 years, 40, 40, close to 45 years. And, uh, and that's what I tried and tried and tried to get into Drake's head when he was first starting you know, when you're young and nobody knows you and you're trying to get pigs sold, some of these guys will just reach right out there and make guarantees that they have no idea they can't fulfill. Mm. And I'm not saying Drake did that. I'm just saying he's had young guys do that to him. And he's old enough to know that, buddy, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. You'll figure that out one day. And as long as you stay true to your families and, and you take care of them. And, you know, back in my day, we had steers that we were in them, them days where the structure wasn't the best. And I sold more than one high dollar steer that locked up on people. And that makes me sick. That makes them sick. Obviously, I didn't think he's going to do it. But I tell you what, they got sale credits next year or they got something the next year. And and they came back and they came back and they came back. And in one family that I sold to year after year after year, I now live with when I go to Southern Ohio to film. Yeah. In their house. Yeah. You know, friends, family. So, so it's no different than church. It's no different than, than any other social deal. Uh, people remember everything, both good and bad, and you better outweigh it with good. So, yeah. And I, I will add something to what you mentioned there, Corey. Uh, I, I promise I'll let you go, Drake, if, if you have a thought to complete there. But, um, I worked for Kevin Went for a number of years and a guy that knows everything about customer service and, and putting the people first. And he said something to me that I'll always remember uh, when it comes to working with people is, you know, 
everybody's in a business to make money. If it's, you know, you have to do it just to keep going uh, in some shape or form. But when you're working with people, you want to make sure that that dollar doesn't outweigh the relationship, just like a Corey uh, started out to. But the, the lesson was, you know, if you charge a person a certain amount, that may accumulate over way more years instead of jacking up the price on them, treating them badly for one year. And even the numbers will talk. If you just keep it right for the number of years, uh, you're going to be better off business sense and relationships just to keep it steady throughout the entire course of the year with everything you just said. So that's where I, uh, I just I thought 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Drake, I think something that uh, might be encouraging because I'm sure that we're all going to have uh, friends and mutual friends that listen to this um, too, is like your perspective as a young breeder, uh, you have got to establish those connections early and, and cement relationships uh, kind of talk through maybe kind of some of the things that you do individually um, to, to help customers or to just kind of forge those relationships as a young breeder. Right. Um, kind of to tie back into a prior point of dad's story there about Goretzka and, and his transparency. Um, you know, I've come to learn and also, I guess, what Dad kind of mentioned with his prior customers, you eliminate a lot of the headaches that you could potentially have if you are just straight up from the start. Um, and, and I know that's difficult for some people because um, when you have the dollar signs dancing in front of you, uh, sometimes they tend to blind you and you'll you'll do whatever it takes there um, to capture those. But it's more satisfying for me, um, I guess, to maybe not necessarily have one, you know, go under the money and get a good steal buy on the deal or, or whatnot, but but have one where the family was was super interested. They called me, they wanted to visit, they did visit, they asked for video, they asked my honest opinion, blah, 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 and and have that hog turn out, um, you know, than it is to maybe sell that $5,000 prospect or, or whatever, because I mean, honestly, counter back to dad's point, it, it, it gets to you as a breeder. It makes you sick when, when one that you loved or a high dollar one or whatnot doesn't quite turn out. And um, I, I think, you know, it, I can probably speak for dad. I know on my, my end, at least um, there, there is, you know, we do put a burden on our shoulders, I guess, that we carry around selling those, uh, the, the high dollar ones and, and whatnot, just because it's a pressure that, you want them to succeed and, and get along with. Um, but uh, I guess more like on a personal level on, on just the ways I've kind of solidified um, some relationships with customers and, and it's, it truly does go after the sale. I know I, I, I like to read the little write-ups that showpig.com puts out and, and they'll, they'll give you some how to's and, and, you know, kind of buyer tips and seller tips and whatnot. And uh, it, it really does go much further beyond the sale. Um, you know, even if, you know, a random folk or whatnot buys a hog out in, in California, and it, it's obviously not, you know, fiscally smart for me to drive out to California, you know, once or twice a week or fly out or whatnot to check on that hog, a simple text will go a long way just to let them know you're still thinking about that. Um, and it's yep. fresh on your mind. And, you know, and obviously it's livestock. They don't always turn out. Um, not everything turns out in a perfect world. It would, but it's, you know, I guess it's not a perfect world. 
to be there, um, you know, and, and answer your phone when, you know, God forbid something like that does happen or they lose one or one gets hurt. Um, it, it really does go a long way there. And, and it does, you know, even I'll, I'll trade, a, you know, a handful of 50, 75 head of spring. And so I, I still am, you know, in, in terms of that, a buyer. Um, and, and seeing how, you know, the, the relationships with the breeders that I work with, um, kind of pan out for me dictates whether or not I want to go back. So, you know, I, I had that experience buying jackpot hogs when I was showing, I still get that experience and try to build off of some of those things. Um, and then, you know, mainly, um, other than staying in constant contact or at least trying to, um, it's, it's always sometimes more of a. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say like an encouraging route, but uh, trying to keep people on the straight and narrow there in terms of their project, um, offering any sort of assistance you can. And, and I know I've had this conversation in the past with a couple folks. And, you know, it, if I have to spend a little money on fuel and, and let you borrow my scale or, or give you some feed or, or whatnot to get your project started right, that's it's not a loss in my book. I mean, it's it's only adding to the value of your project in my eyes. And uh, I, I guess the kind of comparison there would be you're, you're going to get what you put into your product. Um, for example, uh, you, you don't go to McDonald's expecting a Ruth's Chris steak quality there. <laughs> um, so if, if you're, you know, trying to, trying to get by with your, your half, half, uh, half steam kind of method there and, and not really want to put any forth, any real effort into it, you can expect that, um, kind of out of the deal. So it, in a, in a roundabout way, just to tie everything together. Um, it, it definitely, you need to go further beyond the sale. Don't just collect your check um, and, and worry about it later. Uh, and, and even then you'll, as I get older and build relationships with these families and stop by and get to know them and call them and be like, Hey, how did, you know, how did Avery or Easton's baseball game go? You know, you get to that point, you'll find it does become harder. Um, you'll, you'll see them, um, you know, wanting to uh to spend a lot of money and i guess the the human part of you feels a little guilty because they are like family at that point right. um so when you build those relationships you can you know take those a long way you know one way or another yep exactly well to, to your point and a, and a point that trevor made earlier is, is uh you know if you treat every single customer the same no matter if they buy the high seller or not um or if they just pick up a no sale um you know eventually the the circle will be complete at some point. Um, and, and I think that's the most valuable thing is, I mean, I'm sure Brad, you know, you go and treat the same guy that you're, you're picturing 10 or 15 for is the same guy, you know, as like a Chris black, um, just because that stuff matters. Uh, eventually they may have two or 300 head for you to picture at one point in time or not, who cares or or not, or not exactly. It's not about that. You know, it's, it's not about that. One thing completely off the subject, well, not completely off, but something I, he, Drake mentioned trading pigs on top of raising them. And I had to explain to him and he find, and he did see it based on my experience, how much nicer it is to sell hogs that you raised and you know, the dam mm-hmm. and the grand dam and the great grand dam than it is to walk into somebody's barn and find a big legged, big hip green one that you can get bought right. That you think is going to be really, really good. That's never, ever going to feed a day in his life. And it's just, it's just nice to be able to, it to takes raise out the own. guesswork, take out the guesswork. Exactly. Right. Yep. 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 And yep. I'm not, I'm, and, and that's what has ruined a lot of steer traders, you know, and that's what makes the, the high end steer traders that much better 
because whenever they're buying them things, it is nasty. It's Labor Day. It's 102 degrees. It's, you know, and them things have been chomped through and how them guys can do it and not lose their shirt. And I mean, they're spending a lot of money on some of them prospects, you know, yeah, right on the cow. Yeah. You know, it's just it's dumb. And and don't think they always win. Uh, Yeah. Don't think they always. I'm going to tell you. Can I tell you one one more funny story on that? Go for it. Gretzky give 20 some thousand for one. And he got him in like the day we were videoing and he was green and he was white. And I thought I was seeing, I never analyze, I never go out of the picture pan. I just kind of try and analyze them as, as I see them. And I thought I seen some things. I thought I seen a straight Hawk. I thought I seen a high twist. I thought I seen a lot of things and we got done and we were in there eating, eating lunch or whatever late and, and I shouldn't have done it. I don't know why I'd done it, but I always razzed him. And I said, holy buckets. I said, uh, I hope you got one or two that can make up for that wreck that we just videoed. <laughs> what? Want one? I said, that white one you just got in. Ooh, I don't like that one at all. Oh, really? I like him pretty good, he said. I said, you do? Yeah. I said, you're just seeing him on bad days. He's, he's just empty and you, you'd like him. I said, I don't like that one at all. Well, he brought a lot, a lot of money, and he won the American Royal Fat Steer Show. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, yeah, just for the Fry family, just be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when you're wanting to jab just for fun, it, and and I got reminded every time that steer won. Something. I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, the. There's so many stories though about going back to the point of of trading. Uh, the, the really good ones that trade no yeah. matter what species it is, yeah. they know that animal there. They should, in my opinion, yeah. they they should know that animal as if they raised it. Right. Yes. Um, That's and, part of your they job. Have, That's they, what separates the elite. They have eerie, eerie talent. I yeah. mean, they see things that nobody else sees. Yep. And, um, it's just, uh, that's a whole segment in itself, you know, you bet. uh, the, and the old ranchers see things in cows, you know, and it's just, that's called being a true, true, a true livestock producer or evaluator. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Right. Another quick break in the action. Uh, as you know, folks, legacy livestock imaging is a great partner and sponsor of stock talk podcast. Heidi Anderson's doing a lot of amazing things with her team at legacy livestock imaging. Go over to her web, her website, legacy livestock imaging.com. And just search through all the pictures that she has available for everybody to purchase. Not only is it amazing livestock moments that are captured, but she does weddings. She does graduation photos and everything else that you can possibly think of. She has award-winning photos that are noticed by the nation. Folks, Legacy Livestock Imaging has it going on when it comes to photography and everything available. If you're putting on a show, have Legacy Livestock Imaging come ringside and capture the great moments. Folks, Heidi Anderson and her team at Legacy Livestock Imaging are the best of the business. Let's get back to the show. All right, so um, I'm sitting on pins and needles. I I wanted to create and generate a little clickbait here. Um, You told us that you have a big announcement. I do. And and we got to hear the big announcement because if it's a big announcement from you, which you don't hold much back, so the uh, fact that you held something back, it, it completely held back to the public. All right, let's Can make it public for the first time. Know. 
You heard it on Stock Talk first. I'll tell you how it happened by accident. I was filming Schneider Brothers Kibs, and they run this white silver bull in. He was a get you some troubadour Tiger Woods double vision. He was short spined. He was hairy. He was freak necked. I said, you guys selling this one? And they laughed. I said, well, what are you laughing about? They said, you like him? I said, yeah, I really like him. Well, we're wanting to promote him. I said, oh, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. No, we're wanting you to buy half of him and help us promote him. I said, I, I don't do that. I quit that a long time ago. I own half of him. And he is the best bull calf I have seen in a long time. The old school me would have said, well, we got to get him ready for Denver. We got to get him out on this. <laughs> I said, no, we're not going to put any more money into him. We're not going to do anything. We're going to let him be a bull. We're going to let him grow. And then we're going to make sure he freezes semen. And he has. He's froze about close, getting close to 500 units. And this is the official kickoff of Got You Covered. Got You Covered to get you some bull. And I'll, I'll tomorrow post uh, I might have to wait because this won't air till next week, but I will, I will wait. And uh, so you got the inaugural break on wow. Brad Hook back Woo-hoo. in the book promotion game. Back and I in got, the let, game. Let me clarify this, if, if I may. I'm not going to promote a bunch of bulls, uh, probably any more bulls. I'm not – Wade Rogers is a dear friend of mine and everybody else is too. I just saw an opportunity, and I still just had an itch that needed scratched. And uh, I think you'll like him. I think you boys will really like him. He's – He's way, way my kind. I know that. So uh, there's your big announcement. How, how about enough? that? Yeah. That's, whoa. I'm I'm a little speechless, really. Um, that's, this is cool. Yeah, I, I think, I, I really never had any intention on doing it. Uh, there truthfully, had been a, truthfully, you missed an opportunity, though. I did. I was should have named him Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah went there again yeah i'm pretty excited i i, I just kind of enjoy it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the old man that gets to go into the nba finals just because he's still sitting on the bench <laughs> and, uh, i'm not gonna probably i i think we'll sell every drop that we got produced this year and hopefully he turns out but it's just part of the game it's just uh and i'm, I'm proud of myself to keep my mouth shut I proud myself to wait till he actually froze high quality semen at, at Nichols cryogenetics. And, uh, it'll be fun. It's just something else to something else to do, I guess, man. How about that? Love yeah. it. If we weren't worried That's about exciting. copyright, I would definitely play the Aerosmith back in the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Them copyrights will get you every time. Believe me. Yeah. Just have to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, now you went there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, we've enjoyed both of you on the show, and we're going to round out with one more question that we're doing. Uh, as you remember, in, you were in season one. We had a famous last question. Well, this one we've evolved in uh, in season two here. So uh, the question that we're going to ask both of you, because I'm sure they're totally different answers, is what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned while being involved in the show stock industry? I'm going to let Drake go on this one first. I guess – Kind of the main lesson learned 
I have one wrote down. I have to I have to brag hook this and and throw in an extra one without being asked to. But uh, <laughs> probably probably the biggest takeaway I've learned from him, I guess necessarily, is that you don't get a second chance or first impression. Mm. Um, whether it be you know posting sale pig pictures, there's definitely been times where I'm like, all right, that photo's decent. We're going to use it. I'm sick of this hog, and every time somebody here reminds me that you don't get a second chance at a first impression and I'll, I'll give it to him. It's, it's saved me some money, made me some money, however you want to look at that. And that, you know, saying can kind of be translated into a lot of different aspects of life, I guess, not necessarily just picturing livestock or however you look at that, but um, that's, it's always been a takeaway that I've kind of incorporated into just what I've learned uh, through showing livestock and, and raising livestock. And, and then kind of the main one, um, that I, that I wanted to mention first there would be, um, you know, the biggest lesson that I always took away was, and, and not to quote or butcher a quote, but, um, the, the preparation to win, um, is, is kind of everything there. I don't, I don't want to say the full quote there or misquote that, but, um, truly getting yourself prepared. And, and even as a backstory here, I remember, um, it, it had been probably towards the latter years of, of, when I was about to be done showing and, and we had, um, you know, a couple of state fair hogs. We never really put just a huge priority on state fair. We were more of a, you know, a summer major and then a jackpot. And then, you know, if we had some state fair age ones, yeah, we'll go. But, uh, it, I got busy there. Um, it, hay season and, and, uh, you know, just whatever it may be around here working and, and didn't probably give a lot of, uh, the hogs the attention, um, that they would have needed to, to where I felt they should be for state fair. And, and we had him out in the yard, and I remember specifically it was very, very hot that day, and Dad, for the life of him, could not figure out why we weren't about to load up this, you know, this Duroc Gilt, this Burke Barrel, whatever I had going there. And I told him, I said, I didn't earn it. I said, we didn't get them prepared to show. I said, if I get beat, I know what I did wrong, and I know, you know, I, that I, you know, I didn't put everything I had into that, so I can already guess what the outcome is about to be. And, and that's something that, you know, whether I'm, you know, ordering stuff in, getting ready to breed sows, being prepared for a sow to farrow, you know, you know, getting ready for a sale, getting my dates right, giving shots on time. Um, if you're not, you know, fully prepared to put yourself in a position of success, um, you know, you, it's going to bite you. It's going to hurt every single time. Um, and it's just never going to be a good deal. So I guess that's definitely one lesson that I've learned the hard way a couple of times, but, um, definitely been pounded into me through, uh, you know, my involvement here in, in show stock and livestock and, and life in general. Good Love stuff. It. Brad, what we well, think? Mine, mine is only one that, <clears throat> that you, you could live. Uh, and then you could tell the story because the, 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 the many things that happened in the whole process of it uh, are, are, are really just just placed there in our lives. And I was filming in South Dakota and, uh, I, Drake says, Hey, you're up by Chuck and Ben Olson. Yeah. He said, stop in there and see what's going on. And I, and, and I, I, I said, I think their sales already over. Yeah. Just see, just see what they got. Just, they may have something left over. And I, and I did. And, uh, I looked through there and I said, Ben, do you have anything that, that didn't sell that you think, somebody missed or whatever. And he took me over this pen of Durox. He said, I think this one's pretty good. 
He said, she just, her sister's over here. Her sister's got a little more belly, but I think this one's pretty good. And I seen that one and I seen her, I seen her mentality first. And then I seen her bone and her hip and yeah, she was hound dog gutted at the time. But I said, this one didn't sell. No, no. So what do you want for I had $500. I said, I called Drake. I snapped her to Drake. He says, buy her. I'll make a sour. She don't show. Well, that ends up being big red. Mm. And, and our last year showing, I think it was, was our last year. Yeah. My senior year. Yeah. His senior year, big red one dang near everything, dang near every time in the Durox and, and, and dang near every time grand or reserve overall, except, <clears throat> except the world pork expo, which I can't say that we necessarily thought we were going to win the world pork expo because that is so deep water, but boy, we thought this one was different and, and sure could maybe make at least a division top five. We get up there and she gets, that was the year. If you remember, there was a hack going around the barn. Hmm. And and she got a hack, and we got her whipped out of it, and we actually got her pretty dang full, and we actually uh, got her to the ring, and and Chuck Ols or Ben Olson come over and looked at her, and and I said, how, how she look? He said she looks awesome. He said, but I don't, I don't, I don't have a good gut feeling about this. I said, what? He said, yeah, I just something ain't right. And I thought, uh oh, because these are veterans. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we go in and we get what fourth in class, yep. fourth or fifth. And it was very disappointing. And the judge that year even kind of belittled my son in the ring for how he was showing that guilt. And she was the talk of the barn. I mean, she literally was for the Iowa side, especially. And then just overall, because she was such a unique specimen to us and and to several. And we were bitter and we were mad and, and we, we tucked our tails and we went back to the ring or back to the stall. and and. You know, you, you think the judge is an idiot or whatever, and you move on. What we didn't realize, either one of us that day, was by that judge putting her fourth in class, which she was a barn favorite, it actually cemented that guilt. It actually pounded that guilt into people's brains because I don't know whether it was tongue in cheek or whether it was actually feeling sorry for Drake which I doubt because uh, nobody likes a winner. Um, But it concreted that guilt in people's brains. Fast forward to Drake Cook show pigs, raising pigs. He gets her bread. She has a phenomenal litter. They picture phenomenal. Big Red is not only built phenomenally, but mentally the smartest animal I've ever been around. She has a phenomenal litter. And that guilt that that judge wanted to make a statement of some, some, maybe he didn't, maybe he just didn't like her. I don't know. Put three boars, three different boars in three different studs, her first because everybody knew that guilt from the world pork expo when she got her ass handed to her for a reason. Uh, What we thought was a horrible reason that day. How many, two years later or whatever, ends up phenomenal. Not only that, but one of the daughters purchased by one of the biggest uh, pig breeders there is just recently sold a boar for a lot of money, a lot of money to Wintex and uh, a Duroc boar. And, uh, you know, it just, it's funny how things happen for a reason. You hear that, you say that. Um, 
but you just truly have to live one of those type of deals before you can fully appreciate it. And, and just as we mentioned in that first podcast, whenever I said that I did not want to be my father, I did not like feedlot cattle. I did not like being stuck on the farm doing chores. I liked people. Well, guess what? I, I, I bred one that did. Drake is now full time on the farm, <laughs> now taking over this thousand acre farm, walking side by side with his 84 year old grandpa. Hmm. And that's, uh, that's probably the best thing that I could have done. You know, hmm. how about that? Love Ooh. it. That's heavy. I thought we weren't getting emotional here, um, but we did. And that's okay. <laughs> I get you every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that, that is the truth. I mean, isn't that funny how we remember things like that? I mean, if you were to won the show, that'd have been a common story, you know, yep. congratulations. You Nobody got the banner, you hung it on the wall and she's bred good ones. She, she would have regardless, but yeah. it's a better story now that she was fourth. And yeah. there's a lot of good ones out there that are under that thousand dollar mark that are generators. We just had yep. Eric Shellhouse on here, $600 you yep. that's been pumping them out. Yep. So incredible yep. stuff. Yep. Guys, yep. we wanted to thank you so much for jumping back on Drake. Uh, welcome to the show. And I, uh, I'm really uh, intrigued by what you got going on there and Brad, good luck with your adventures, man. We're looking forward to the thanks. Bradcast and what you got going on there. So thanks for round two. Hey, let me tell you one more thing. In that last podcast, I kind of I kind of dropped a subliminal hint to you guys about how the quality of podcasts will eventually separate themselves. Do you remember right. that? No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I do. How the hosting and, and how the how you manage your business and everything will either kill you or cure you and elevate you to the top. You boys got her figured out and you're doing a remarkable job. I just I wanted to tell you that and keep up the good work. Whenever you can, whenever you can get to the secretary of agriculture in Oklahoma, uh, being your age and being an upstart deal, whenever you can get to, um, uh, who's the lady that designs pens? Temple Grandin. Temple Grandin. You know, nobody's going to tell you, Hey, you guys are doing an awesome job. Keep <laughs> up the good work. You know, nobody's going to do that. They're going to, they're going to find what's wrong. I mean, your mom might. But uh, <laughs> they're gonna grandma they're, Nana. Yeah. yeah that that podcast sucked what was they thinking what then why do they why do they do this or why do they do that that's human nature but i'm here telling you you're doing awesome keep it up we appreciate it man we really do yeah. and uh we uh we're gonna grind it out got a lot of cool things happening and uh we're just glad you could be a part of it i am too i am too i'm sorry i couldn't be here for christmas but i explained that and and uh Ah, it's been a pleasure. I hope it turns out as good as the first one. So, yeah, we did too. Um, man, if it's not, been fun. If not, it's Drake's fault. <laughs> well, we did yeah. add a new element. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. That's right. yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys stay safe and keep hustling. All right. You bet. You too. Well, there's been a lot of people asked to get Brad Hook back on the pod, but not only did we bring Brad back, We've got Drake, who, man, I was pretty impressed, I'm not going to lie, with the amount of success that he's having. And 50 South 
at no no older than he is and just absolutely killing it. Um, there's a lot of things to be said about a young man you can get after it quite like that. Yes, there are. Um, also, just cannot. I mean, I can believe it because you know Brad's a little nutty, but getting back into the bull promo game. Oh yeah, with one, with one. Let's let's just say that. He, I mean, he mentioned it. It's just one. He's probably not going to make a hobby of it again. <laughs> hobby. Anyway, um, that was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool announcement. I'm, I'm pumped. I think, uh, you know, if I had any any show steer generating type cows, which I don't because I don't have any cows, but uh, I'd probably I'd probably dabble and try to use that bull. Well, if you think what he's touched in the past. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, probably knows what he's talking about. So interested yeah. to see more information on that guy. Uh, rather yeah. than pictures or whatever. So bull promotion. Yeah. Well, I, I do believe that uh, he said things would become public after after this episode airs. So if you were one of the lucky ones to click on Wednesday on, on this day and listen to this episode, then, you know, good for you because the pictures might be coming out tomorrow. I That's don't right. know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Got to Got to take a look. So, guys, if you're in the hog business, the showman, the first ever online showmanship contest, if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 6th and it is before 10 a.m., make sure you get your videos uploaded. Go to the Facebook page at Stock Talk Podcast and see what video course you need to follow. If you're ages 5 to 21, this contest is for you. Lots of payouts, over $6,000 in payouts with four different divisions, belt buckles, banners, and it's going to be incredible. We got two good, really good, really good evaluators. Really, really good. So yep. we're pumped about that. Got scholarship happening, show tours coming up. Whew, a lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. My brain hurts, but it's also very excited for all the things that we've gotten moving here. Uh huh. Well, folks, we are going to end this one. Another really, really good one. We hope that uh, you enjoyed stock talk podcast that comes week in and week out we love each and every one of you hit you in seven days i gotta go